Hello, friends. Sleep Tight Stories, Sleep Tight Relax, and Sleep Tight Science are now available to play on Story Button, the device that makes it easy to listen to our shows and more without having to use a phone or tablet. This month, you can save $10 at storybutton.com when you use the code SLEEPTIGHT. Story Button, the home of imagination. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. This is part five of The Transfer Student. In this part, Red and the Solving a Mystery Club have found their first mystery to solve. They have an emergency meeting at lunchtime to discuss what they know so far and make plans about what to do next. The Transfer Student, Part 5 There was a reason why Red seemed more optimistic and positive lately about being in her new school, in this new city, and on this new planet. While the memory of the conversations she had with her friends before she left, who advised her to make the most of the opportunity, had an effect, there was something else that was making her feel this way. Those conversations seemed like an eternity ago. She missed hanging out on the rings with her friends. Ever since the agents from the AID visited her house to warn her about mentioning that she was from Mars, she became very curious about their mission and what exactly they were up to on Earth and Mars. They may say that they exist to help those of us moving to Earth, but the secrecy and their mannerisms would lead most people to believe that there was more to their mission than they would want you to believe. Wearing black sunglasses inside during the day didn't help either. Meeting them made Red's spidey sense tingle. It made her suspicious, and she was determined to learn more about them. And now that she had joined Mr. McCaskill's after-school mystery club, she may have help doing just that. So this morning, like other mornings recently, she was up early, before her phone could have a chance to play that happy alarm, before it could tell her it was going to be a great day, both of which, even with a better mood, drove her crazy. It was going to be a productive day, she thought. She moved as quickly as could be expected before her morning hot cocoa and waffles. She wanted to get in the bathroom before her brother Blue, who always turned it into a disaster zone. Did he actually swim in the sink, or did he put water everywhere just to make her wet, she thought. Hmm, Red knew the answer to that question. Red got her clothes, ignored the glowing sun, green grass, and bright blue sky that was outside her bedroom window 
green and blue were Red's least favorite colors. And then she ran to the bathroom. She was too late. Blue had already been there. Water was everywhere. And on the bathroom mirror, he had drawn a picture of a person with horns and big eyes in toothpaste. Underneath the picture was written, This is Stinky Red. Ugh. Sitting at the kitchen table for breakfast, she asked her mother, Can we return Blue for a refund? I think he is defective. Red, don't say such a thing. Blue is your brother and you love each other, her mother said with a scolding tone. Love? Yuck. Blue said as he slowly spit out his food on his plate. Ugh. Red ran out of the house before some of Blue's food would land on her clothes, or in her hair, or on her school bag, or, like one time, on the inside of her favorite sneakers. Why were little brothers this annoying? She got to the bus stop just in time. And as usual, since her house was the last house on the bus route, the only available seat on the bus was again at the very back. Taking the bumpy seat just as the bus pulled away, she hit her head on the ceiling as the bus hit that same speed bump. Ugh. She sat at her desk in room 215, her home room, which had some strange person standing at the front of the room looking lost. Where was Mrs. Johnson, she thought. As the announcements were being read by Principal Burke, chicken nuggets were on the menu yet again. Charlie passed her a note which had, For Your Eyes Only, written on the front. At least... She thought it was Charlie. It was so hard to recognize people now that they weren't wearing masks. But who else wore their t-shirt on inside out and backwards and his shoes on the wrong feet? As Principal Burke continued her announcements, Red opened the note and read what was scribbled inside. Red, the mystery club is meeting at lunch in the library. Mrs. Johnson has gone missing and Mr. McCaskill has postponed our after-class meetings until further notice. Rachel, Alexa, and I are concerned that something has happened to Mrs. Johnson. Be there right after the bell. Hello, class. My name is Mr. Stewart, and I am going to be your substitute teacher for, uh, a while. While Mrs. Johnson is, uh, well... Mrs. Johnson is going to be unavailable for a time. Red looked at Charlie with a surprised look on her face and mouthed, See you at the library. The morning went quickly, as Red couldn't stop wondering what could possibly be so important about a teacher missing for a day. Surprising, yes, but surely not that strange. Mr. Stewart's lack of knowledge as to why she wasn't teaching 
or when she was coming back wasn't really typical, but shouldn't be cause for concern, should it? Lunch came, and Red was thankful for an excuse to miss yet another feast of chicken nuggets. She couldn't understand why they didn't just serve waffles for lunch every single day. Arriving at the library, she saw that Alexa, Charlie, and Rachel were already there, huddled close and talking quietly. I don't know what the big deal is, said Alexa. Teachers have been known to get sick, you know. Red, you came. We have a lot to discuss, whispered Charlie. Where's Kurt? asked Red. Kurt has sports practice at lunch and can't come, but I filled her in on all the details, Charlie said. Okay, so what's up? And why are you whispering? asked Red. It was a library, but no one talked this quietly. Mrs. Johnson has gone missing and maybe kidnapped or worse, whispered Rachel, who for the first time since Red met her wasn't reading a book. This must be very serious, Red thought. Yesterday after school, I heard her and Principal Burke arguing in her office. I'm not sure exactly what they were arguing about as the mountain, Mr. Nozel, kept me from snooping at the office door. But I did hear the principal say that she must leave, and if she didn't, she would regret it. And I also overheard that someone was coming to take her. The principal was really quite upset, explained Rachel. Okay, so maybe she was working too late, and the principal wanted her to have a better work-life balance, replied Red. See, I told you she would think it wasn't a big deal, Alexa said loudly before being shushed by Charlie. But afterwards, I saw Mrs. Johnson leaving the school with tears in her eyes and getting put into a black van by somebody wearing a black suit and sunglasses, continued Rachel. Did you say that she was taken by someone in a black van wearing all black, including black sunglasses? asked Red with a sound of alarm in her voice. It looked that way. Red's mind was racing. While her thinking was at the beginning much the same as Alexa's, the appearance of someone wearing black and driving a black van changed her mind. Could the AID have something to do with this? Could the fact that she admitted in class that she was from Mars be enough of a big deal that they would be taking her close contacts away for questioning? She was determined to find out. This still doesn't mean anything, Alexa said. You guys have been watching too many scary TV shows. She probably just has a cold and the substitute arrived too late this morning to even know why he was teaching that day. He showed up in gym pants and a t-shirt drinking hot coffee. He likely just got out of bed. Maybe so, but Mrs. Johnson is also part of my mother's ballroom dancing group, and she never misses a practice without first finding a replacement. My mother called her a couple of times to see if she was all right, and the first time, there was no answer. 
The second time, there was a message that said, the number was no longer available, explained Charlie. Okay, so I admit it seems a little strange, but what can we do about it? asked Alexa. Well, that's why we are having this meeting. This sounds like a perfect case for the mystery club. I suggest we meet after school and find out for ourselves what might have happened to Mrs. Johnson, whispered Charlie, trying to keep their plans a secret from prying ears. But we must keep this a secret. I'm afraid if the principal finds out, she might get angry at us too, said Rachel. Are you up for trying to solve this case, Red? Alexa? asked Charlie. Yes, I guess so, but I can't be late for dinner. It's pizza night, and if I am late, my father will call out the National Guard to do a search for me, replied Alexa. Yes, I am up for it, but I will have to ping my mom, as I usually come home on the bus, replied Red, worrying if her change in behavior might alert the AID. Okay, yes, that's fine. We need to inform our parents, but we can't tell them that we suspect Mrs. Johnson has been kidnapped until we have definite proof, said Charlie, who was surprising Red with his more authoritative tone. Agreed? Agreed, they all replied. Just then, the bell rang, signaling the end of lunch and a return to class. Okay, let's meet right after the last bell at the far end of the sports field, underneath the oak tree, said Rachel. See you then, replied Red. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs> 